are about to witness the strength of Flex Talk. So there's nothing that I can do? Is that what you're saying? Can I have faith? How'd faith work out for them? If a man really wants to protect what's his, he has to do it for himself. There we go. There's video. Where's the audio, buddy? Oh, oh, I know what's happening. I know exactly what's happening. My speakers are not on. Hold on. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In a perfect world, in a perfect world, it wouldn't be this much fun, buddy. We're, we're on. Are we, are we linked? We're linked. Okay. <laughs> Flicks talk. Should I do it like that? No, just kidding. <laughs> Flicks talk. Everybody's talking Flicks talk. Like a 1950s yeah, did, hey, did you think of a jingle? Like a nice, like a nice 1950s. Like a 1950s jangle, jangle. No. Jangle, jangle. <laughs> jangle, jangle. Definitely not. But you know what I am doing? I am drinking my Corona to celebrate my life because we're actually doing a special hey, birthday edition to David. It is now March 9th. I was born 19 blank blank. I'm not going to give you guys that. I'm going to let you guys guess. I am an 80s baby though. Josh is an 80s baby as well, correct? 80 babies in the house. 80 babies in the house. Raised in the 90s. <laughs> what, what voice are we doing? Are we doing like a... I don't know. I really don't know. I'm doing like some kind of like quirky like 1930s like... Uh, you know you... Yeah, yeah, hey, do you remember? Like do you remember that frog from uh, Warner the Brothers? WB, WB yeah, and the, the WB. WB. Was, yeah, I was gonna say you sound like the WB frog, or you sound like um, <laughs> what's his name with the one eye? Um, Who's that? Ah, oh, that singer. You know, what I'm talking about the black singer from the Rat Pack. I don't. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. Remember oh, that? Oh, did he only have one eye? Yeah. He How? Had, something happened to his eye. What happened, oh. buddy? Good lord. Maybe he got shot, he owed some money, and they shot him in the eye. <laughs> and somehow he still lived, huh? Yeah, somehow he still alive. Hey, only in Death Wish and Death Talk. D- Welcome back to Death Talk. Welcome back to <laughs> Death Talk with Flix Talk Incorporated. No, but uh, yeah, so like I said, this is going to be a special birthday edition, so shout out to me. Happy birthday to me. It is now March 9, 2018. Uh, last week, well, this past week, I did see the movie Death Wish. Josh saw it today, correct? Or today. Well, well or last night, last, actually. Last, last night. Last night. Last night. Okay, right. cool. So now we're reviewing uh, the brand new Bruce Willis movie called Death Wish. Now, did we come to a verdict? Do we know if it's a remake or a reboot? I think it's a reboot, dude. Okay. I think it's a reboot. And what makes you say that? It's just a totally different story. Now, now take it into consideration, though. I have not seen the original Death Wish, but everyone I talked to says it was badass, and I'm probably going to watch it tonight, actually. Definitely. But, I, think, um, I believe you should. It yeah. was, 
I was reading some articles on Eli Roth, and he was saying that it was it was totally meant to be a reboot, and it also was it's not what it's meant to be. That you know how everyone's blowing it up, like oh, how could you release it during this time? And da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. I, I, I kind of got that vibe too, especially with all the school shootings and stuff going on, and and one side fighting for you know gun rights, and the other side fighting to pretty much get rid of a lot of the weapons. <clears throat> it's kind of a touchy subject, especially when you're going into these movies and you know they're pure entertainment, but at the same time, you can't help but feel like a little weird. I mean, when you're watching this stuff and you see it on the news all the time. And But yeah, I mean, going back to the actual movie, I think it was a reboot, kind of like a retelling, because based off of the original Death Wish movie with Charles right. Bronson, I believe uh, some of the elements were switched around. The only thing I know for sure is that it was a revenge type of film right yeah the revenge aspect is still there but yet it was told in a different uh different um actually i was reading an article that he was it was meant to be more about what are you going to do when someone you know threatens your family and comes into your home that that's what it was really uh that's the message he was trying to portray not this whole you know political thing about guns and gun control yeah and it really makes you think too because i mean they introduce these really um like kind of like a wholesome family. I mean, you have a, you have a husband, you have a wife, and you have the the daughter who's going off to college, and you kind of got this sense of of you know their the togetherness and stuff like that, and they're really really safe. So when you see that kind of taken away from them, and you find out that police are usually you know minutes away, you know twenty minutes, thirty minutes out, and possibly might not be able to help you. What do you do in a situation like this? You know what I mean? Right. It puts a, a normal man, well, kind of normal. He was a surgeon, but mm. I mean, come on, Bruce Willis as a surgeon. That's kind of, that's kind of different, right? A little different uh, take for. Oh, it's definitely like, different for his role. And, and he kind of, he kind of played the nice guy too. He didn't really have that edge to him in the beginning, at least. Yeah. He was, he was, it was almost awkward at times. I, I didn't feel the same emotion in other movies that he's been in. Like, I felt like, I felt like he was more emotional and, in uh, movies like The Sixth Sense or Unbreakable. Oh, yeah, definitely. What, what did you think? Yeah, for sure. I think I think most of us are used to seeing the the Die Hard or... Um, yeah, Yippee-Ki-Yay, uh, motherfucker. Yeah, or the yeah. Red, you know, the movie Red um, type yeah, of... Yeah, Red Br- was good. Bruce like Willis that. type of action. Real gritty, like not... A very... A very um, not too emotional character, I guess a soulless character. He would just kill you without even blinking, you know what I mean, type of, type of deal. Yeah. And in this one, you see a little more emotion, and especially throughout the movie, and every time they talk about his wife with his brother and stuff, you can tell like there's there's emotion there, and, he, and it was pretty pretty genuine. I thought. Yeah, I yeah. still thought though. Yeah, it was it was genuine to a certain extent. It's just I I felt that uh, I don't know if to me the, the other actors seem to portray a better them if that makes sense. Like I like I really mm-hmm. liked Vincent D'Onofrio's character. Oh God, dude, he was wasn't he such a good co star in that movie? Yeah. Dude, he actually blew me away with his. Uh, and you his know what? You, you know yeah. what's You know what's weird. I kind of felt like he was gonna turn into a different character without spoiling it at all. I thought he was gonna kind of turn into the not so friendly brother. I thought he had kind of like ties to what's going on with the plot. You know what? Bit. I did too at that dinner scene. Uh, yeah. I, oh shoot! I don't want to give it away, but there was one scene. I'm sorry. There was one scene where he he kind of came off as creepy yeah. when you know what I'm talking about when they're all sitting around. Yeah. Yeah, that to me was like oh, almost a, a complete red flag. But then I was like, no, nah, you know what? It's just I, I think it's just the awkward timing of this movie. <laughs> yeah, or the awkward pacing. I'm sorry, the awkward yeah. pacing of this movie. Now let's get back to the beginning of um, who directed this movie, and this is why I think it's getting so much 
hate is because there is a huge hate following uh, for Eli Roth, and he did direct this movie. So Eli Roth directed like, um, uh, what did he do? Ca- uh, not Cabin in the Woods, Cabin uh, Fever, right? Uh, Cabin Fever, Cabin Fever yeah, Green Inferno recently. Green Inferno, which which I, I liked actually both those movies a lot. Um, did he do Inglorious Bastards as well, or was that Quentin? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did Inglorious. I, I, yeah, I think he I think he was a part of Inglorious Bastards for sure. I know he was in it, and. Yeah. Um, like I know he's gotten a lot of a lot of flack for his directorial style. A lot of people were kind of comparing him to like a mini version of Quentin Tarantino and or even like a Quentin ripoff and stuff like that. I think he has a lot of influence from Quentin and those people. That's but, why I could see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean to me each one of his films is different and I don't I'm not gonna say that I love every one of his films because I definitely don't. There's a couple that I've seen and I don't know off head. There was an earthquake. It was like an earthquake type movie that was like in Peru or down. Oh, Aftershock. You talking yeah. about Aftershock? And I really dislike that movie a lot. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't seen that, but it just, it, I don't know. It just, it, it's I don't, I don't believe it did that well. And I think it got really poor reviews, but I actually saw that in theaters and I was really like disappointed in that one, man. Like the CGI was so bad and the acting was really bad and oh, it was just overall a terrible movie, but. Green Inferno, like, you know, Green Inferno Cabin Fever. I really enjoy those movies a lot. I know he's kind of over the top, especially when it comes to the gore and the gritty action, you know, of it. Yeah. Um, but back to this film, this didn't even seem like an Eli Roth movie to me. It seemed like it was a little no. more well thought out a little bit. Yeah, except when it came to like the gore, I was like, oh yeah, this is Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. I forgot. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? definitely. I think when you get like, and, and this is the thing, the, the gore doesn't start right away. Like the killings really yeah. don't start too much. And if they do, it's more like bang, bang. You see a couple, you know, uh, bullet hole wounds and stuff like that. But when it gets a little more to the revenge aspect of it, when um, Bruce Willis, I'm sorry, Bruce Willis goes and kind of hunts these guys down, then you start seeing, okay, here comes the Quentin Tarantino, Eli Roth style of film right and i think he i i, I think that he d- chose a different pace kind of not on purpose because you got to take into consideration he hasn't made a movie in since 2015 oh you is, know that, what I mean? is that when green inferno came out really yeah it was 2015 bro wow jeez and uh so i think that's why his timing and pacing was off because i think directing is one of those things you gotta you gotta keep doing because if you take a break, you're gonna you're gonna get out of sync, and and yeah. that's what this movie kind of kind of was to me. It was kind of not in sync. Like there were there were like awkward timing moments to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, there was a couple of scenes that could have been trimmed a little bit, um, especially like the interaction between the brother and the, and like you said, like the dinner scene. Some of those things like went on a little too long, but I think that was to more establish like the bond between the family. Right. So I didn't. I didn't mind that too much. Uh, I'm not sure the runtime. It was. It was less than two hours, I believe. Yeah, it was like an hour and forty seven minutes. I yeah, think. yeah. So I mean, it was. It was tolerable. Um, and it kind of touched on all the points that I wanted to see. And and that's another. That's another thing. I don't understand why it's just getting hate from beginning to end because there was definitely a couple of scenes that were kind of that kind of threw me off. And I'm gonna just say bowling ball. The scene with the bowling ball. You remember oh, yeah. that in the bar. Yeah. Okay, so there's yeah. a couple of little elements in there that kind of like okay, you're like okay, that would definitely fucking not happen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was totally over top. Like, yeah, that that dude got lucky. Yeah. Oh, was, definitely, definitely. It, and it was in there because of movie, just because of movie. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, other than that, I thought it built it built a good story. You know, he had some good passion behind why he was doing what he was doing, and in in the end, he did it because he was fighting for his family and he did whatever he needed to do. And I thought what was really, really cool before I get into more of my likes is um, 
one of the major likes is that they kind of use social media and like all these modern technologies for him showing him that, you know, even though he's an older guy, he's going to learn how to do all this stuff on his own without the help of any police officer. So he goes out and he gets his gun. He learns how to uh, put it together, dissemble it, clean it all through YouTube tutorials. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it was kind of like showing that uh, any other individual can actually do the opposite mm. and actually save people's lives instead of taking them right. to me. That's what it, and um, yeah, I, I like that about it. I, I kind of liked the, um, the banter between the two detectives. Uh, I, I forgot his name, but the, I know yeah. that guy's from the shield and he's also, he, he was also in the, um, <laughs> isn't that funny? Uh, he always kind of plays the same character. He, he's, he's, yeah, well, he, his, his name is actually uh, Dean Norris. He was detective Kevin Rains. And yeah, wasn't, um, he, wasn't he also in fantastic four? Didn't he play the thing? Uh oh! Or was that someone else? Maybe he just looks that, like him. that. Might have been someone else. I think. I think it's kind of oh, like okay. his doppelganger. But um, yeah, that guy Dean Norris always plays the typical cop or detective. He was actually in Breaking Bad and as a cop. So I mean, that's right. That's right. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's get let's get back to this cast before we get. I mean, this movie I thought was really really cool. That's why I think we're talking so much about it. Yeah. You know, overall I think it was really cool. But getting back to the cast of this movie, you have Bruce Willis, uh, Vincent. D, how do you pronounce Anof- that? D, uh, Vincent D. Anofrio. Anofrio. Vincent D. Anofrio, Elizabeth Shue, Camila Monroe, uh, Dean Harris, like I said, and the other agent's name was Kimberly Ellis, uh, who was de- Detective Lenora Jackson. And, um, now this movie is, is like, like we said, is a typical, uh, revenge type of film with little things thrown in there. And it's Dr. Paul Kersey is an experienced trauma surgeon, a man who has spent his whole life saving lives. After an attack on his family, Paul embarks on his own mission for justice. And the main reason for that is because weeks go by and these cops don't really have any leads. And it kind of shows another thing is this is taking place. If you guys don't know, in the city of Chicago, which has the highest murder rate in the country, right? Shy town, baby, and I loved yeah, how they Chirac. used some some Chief Keef um, Chief Keef up songs in there. <laughs> that was uh, that was very smart. That was beautiful. There was that scene where he's kind of going after his fit the movie. I thought yeah. that was great. Oh man, he's going after his first kind of perp that he wants to just eliminate, and I think it's really cool because it shows the progression of okay, you know what? I'm gonna take justice justice into my own hands. I got a gun. I'm going to go out and just kill some bad guys. Punisher style, man. And yeah, definitely Punisher style. Yeah, he throws on that hood. I think he had some black Jordans on, by the way. <laughs> and he kind of just hits the street. <laughs> he kind of hits the street. And you just hear this. You hear this Chief Keef music that, uh, what's that song he's known for? Wasn't it, um, uh, Messing with Sosa. Yeah, yeah, I totally forget that song name. But dude, that hits, and I'm like, man, this guy's on a mission. Messing with the broke boys. You're going to get fucked over. Yeah, Yeah, man. But that was was great. I really liked. um, So getting into my likes, uh, like I said, even though the story was kind of cliche as far as a revenge film, I really liked it. It was good seeing Bruce Willis kind of like kick ass again. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. He definitely made a little comeback there, did he? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, like like you said, I mean, we've seen him in like emotional roles, and and I mean, he takes a break from that, you know, from time to time, and it's it's just good to see that this guy, even though he's old and he might look old in a few scenes, this guy doesn't move like he's an old man. He no, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, I remember in the movie they thought he was like in his late thirties. Remember, and he gives a little chuckle. Yeah, that one little scene. 
Yeah, they, someone someone tries to ID him, and they said, yeah, he was like in his late thirties, early forties, and he kind of like ah, you know. You know, he just looked like a white guy in a hoodie. That's it, a white guy in a hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. So, and another thing I um I liked was the music, like we were talking about. Um, it kind of had a mixture of uh, even the music that didn't have you know beats to it or whatever like that. It kind of set the ambiance, uh, whether it was a suspense scene or a very emotional scene. It just had good overall score. Yeah, yeah. I, I, def- I definitely like that. And uh, like I said, Vince I, to me though. Uh, you're probably gonna get shit for this, but whatever. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, man, I, I just, I just think he threw it. He, he, he hit it out of the ballpark, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe he's just, he's just so used to playing roles like that, I guess. Yeah. But he just, he just, I, I don't know. He was, he was really solid in the movie. I think his performance. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing him in like a, a bunch of different of his older films, you know, too. And, and, uh, what was he like in Jurassic? I think he was actually in Jurassic world. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he played, that was the, uh, the bad guy in Jurassic world. Right. Right. So he's, he's kind of like, uh, he's, he's a very dimensional character. I mean, he, he can do a bunch of different styles, but you could tell his heart's in, in acting for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what would you say your uh, dislikes were about this movie? Uh, I mean, getting back to some of the acting, um, the one, the acting that I thought fell flat was the detectives. I mean, I know you said you like the detectives, but I thought that the woman detective kind of really didn't, she kind of seemed a little out of place and yeah. she was kind of like, she almost seemed like a newbie, like a new, you know, f- fresh fish or whatever. Like she was kind of like learning the ropes. So she wasn't really invested in it. Kind of like how, uh, that character Dean was. Yeah, she was more like a sidekick. Yeah, she was kind of like a sidekick, and she would say like her quirky little things, and he would say his quirky little things too, and that kind of seemed a little out of place. Um, but it was cool because it showed that they were kind of like it didn't show too much to where you didn't really be- like not believe that they were looking for these people. Because I, I, I right. felt at first I felt like okay, these guys might not even be looking for the killer, but then when they kind of get like a lead, they really do seem genuine. Like, oh, guess what? We got like a lead, you know. Yeah, at first it seemed like, you know, the police department didn't give a fuck, but the, you, then you kind of realize that, you know, a lot of it's uh, gang members and stuff and they can't they can't trace it. And I thought what what Bruce Willis's character did was uh was genius yeah. how, you know, his his whole planning and going about taking out um the people that had to do with um his his wife's murder. Right. Yeah, so overall, I mean, I I really enjoyed this film. I did see it on a discount day, but I probably would have paid full price. I'll probably see it again. Uh, like I said, I don't understand a lot of the Eli Roth hate. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of scenes that were over the top gore, which, which, like I said, they don't really show until more of the third act because even in the first act, when you kind of know what it's already about, they do kill his wife. It's not a spoiler. They show that in the trailer and he's out for revenge. And I kind of appreciated that they showed her death off screen because it kind of like, it, it may, it kind of, to me, sometimes those off screen kills have more impact than showing that on screen. Right. Kind of like the, uh, the Hitchcock formula mm-hmm. where you, sh- where less is more. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to get back to when it comes to these crime or horror or thriller type movies is leaving everything up to your imagination sometimes, you know, and leaving it up to the element of surprise. So yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I'd have to say my dislikes were, uh, to me, like I said, Bruce Willis is a great actor. Don't get me wrong, but, it just, it just, I don't know. It just wasn't, it, it wasn't emotional enough to me after he, he learned that his wife died and his, yeah, he was crying a little bit and stuff like that, but it wasn't, I don't know. It just wasn't believable to me, but how he, 
reacted until he carried out what he did. If that yeah. makes sense. Especially after after kind of finding out that she died and, and seeing her body in the yeah. hospital. I know for a fact, I mean, being in a relationship, if I saw my, you know, uh, girlfriend dead on the table, I would lose my shit. And I think yeah, it feels like the brother like displayed his anger more. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That was kind of weird. Yeah, and that's 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 another thing why I said the co-star, you know, his brother kind of overpowered him in a couple of scenes as far as emotion-wise. But then I didn't know if he was doing that to kind of cover up for the fact that he could possibly in, be in on the plot or in on some other way. You know what I mean? Like he, I, I don't want to give. See, the, I'm trying to word this a, a certain type of way so I don't give too much away. But I just thought that the brother could have been in on it. A little more than what was going on. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then that goes back to another prob- uh, another problematic thing in the movie was uh, the writing. I didn't think the writing that w- was that great, but it's not like – I don't think Eli Roth wrote it. He just you – know, I don't think he did. And directed it. Yeah, I don't believe but, he did. But I had a problem with like certain scenes were so predictable. Like you knew, okay, I, I know this is going to happen now. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay. Yeah. There were, there were like two two major scenes that were like – you knew what was going to happen next, you know? Yeah. And I don't actually, know if you remember what I'm talking about, but yeah. And actually, this movie was written uh, from a novel. So, I mean, we don't know the writing, how that style was. I mean, how much of an adaptation it was from the novel. Right. Um, but from what I saw in the credits, it didn't look like this was a lift at all from Death Wish, other than the name and maybe some similarities, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, other, other than those you know, little dislikes. I like this movie as a whole. I enjoyed every character. I didn't think they had too many characters to where you kind of like forget about certain people. I think they had just the right amount where you kind of like, you kind of feel emotion for each, each person going through things. And they, I, I thought they showed, um, I think I would have liked to see maybe a little more grittiness of, you know, the streets of Chirac. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. since in music and and on TV, they kind of show it as like, I mean, they call it Chirac for a reason. You know, it's Chicago, Iraq. And it's, you know, people dying daily. They talk about in one of the scenes like, hey, you know, 16 people died overnight. And it's like, this is, a, this is an everyday thing. Right. And it's mainly because... Of gang violence, you know, young kids are getting these guns so easily. Yet in the movie, he needs a gun to go after these guys and, and avenge his family. So it's like you're kind of torn between like these issues. And I thought they really kind of showed that they could have shown it a little, a little better, a little more on the street level. But I know they were kind of focusing on this one story of Bruce Willis getting his revenge. But I also thought it was pretty cool that they were talking about it, like using Sway in the Morning and Man Cow, like on the, on the podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. Sway in the Morning. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. It made it more, a little more realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of, it was kind of cool that they made it political to a certain extent when they use Sway in the Morning. And then it's mm-hmm. like, well, who are you sticking up for the, the, the drug dealer or the guy that kills the drug dealer? You know, like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a double edged sword, but then it's not, but yeah. it's like, he's still going to get prosecuted. Maybe, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's always good to kind of look at both sides of the coin. I mean, even if you favor one side more than the other, I mean, that's what makes a good debate is you kind of being open to hearing both sides. You know what I mean? When it comes to things like that, it's a very delicate situation. I mean, people that may be for, gun control may not know what that means if their family was taken away from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't think a lot of us know about that situation until we're really put in it. And that's what this movie kind of brings to light is a good representation of that. Right. Because it was more supposed to be a family movie, not like a pro gun movie that people think it is. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, A little side note here, David, I found a little, little side notes here. Sure. 
Um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Frank Grillo, it's the guy from Warrior. Mm-hmm. Remember the guy from Warrior who was the trainer? Yeah. He was actually supposed to be the original um, guy that played um, Bruce Willis's character. Oh, no way. Yeah. And then also the movie was originally supposed to be released like around Thanksgiving, but it got um, it got pushed to March because uh, due to the Vegas shooting. And oh, Eli wow. Roth did it. MGM and, and Eli Roth both agreed not to release it around that time because it would have been too sen- too sensitive. And that's what bothers me with you know people bashing Eli Roth saying that like he he did it on purpose. He had no intentions to no. like it wasn't he wasn't it wasn't about that at all. Yeah, and and then again we can't predict any of these shootings that are going on because exactly. I mean whether it was Thanksgiving or now, I mean there's school shootings that are happening pretty much every month. You know what I right. mean? Right. So I don't think there was a right time or. Uh, a time period when you could release a movie. You know I mean? It's just, it shit happens. You know? Yeah. There was actually a shooting here uh, yesterday, like city hall or something like, or like somewhere oh, yeah, in downtown LA where the guy was waving a gun talking about killing everybody. And they, and they, they, they took him down live on TV. You know what I mean? So it's like, Ooh. yeah. So it's like, these things are very unpredictable. I think, you need to go in these things looking at it as a movie overall. I mean, whatever you take from it is what you take from it, but you shouldn't blame the director because I don't think he had any, any, any intention of pushing a certain agenda. I think he wanted to make a good revenge film the way he saw fit from a man who was a nice guy, a nice, you know, uh, decent working guy. I mean, shit, he was a surgeon who, right. who was a family guy who lost it all pretty much. I mean, lost his wife. His daughter ends up in a coma and he, he, he's reduced to pretty much nothing. He doesn't even live in his own house. He lives in the basement of his house. Right. And it's like, I, I couldn't imagine how he could go back to work, but maybe mm. in the back of his head, he's, he's plotting his revenge, you know, yeah. as he's, as he's saving someone's life. And I think it's actually a pretty cool nod at the beginning of the movie of like what's to come when he can't save the police officer's life. And he tells the police officer, his partner, hey, I'm sorry, I did everything I could. And they kind of call Bruce Willis off to go save yeah. a criminal, you know, who's who's kind of bleeding out. And the police tells him, hey, you're going to go save the guy who just murdered my partner? You know what I mean? You're going to go save the monster who just murdered my partner, basically? Right. You know, he replies back, if yeah, I can. Yeah. 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 And he says, if I can, you know, because it's about him trying to do all that he can is what it is. Right, because it's his job, and at the same time, he still has a heart, and he's not a he's not a monster, you know. Yeah. Yet in this movie, we do see him kind of do some monstrous things, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty brutal there, David. Yeah. Pretty brutal there, especially with that uh, that little uh, garage scene, huh? A little mechanic there, huh? Oh, definitely, man. Especially, <laughs> dude, uh, and they and they do show a scene in the trailer where he walks up to this guy called the Ice Cream Man, and I'm just gonna say the Ice Cream Man scene was badass, <laughs> and it happens. Yes. It I happens mean, really quick. Was was Eli Roth uh, hinting towards uh, the the Dope Man uh, Master P's album, huh? The Ice oh, Cream that would be that awesome a, if he did. That was maybe a classic paying album. homage, David. That huh? was a classic album. But anyways, what do you give this uh, overall as a score? You know what? I'm not gonna lie, it could have been better. Okay. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with a seven out of ten. It's seven. it's great to see Bruce Willis back, but I think that the writing was not up to par. It was too predictable. Okay. Like 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 the new Deadpool two trailer where he says, "Oh, that's just bad writing." <laughs> um, I'm just gonna have to go with a seven out of ten. Other than that, the okay. acting was was really good, but it wasn't coming from the right people. I think. Right. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven out of ten. Okay. I think after talking about it a little bit, I did change my score because initially I had an eight point ten, and yes. uh, I'm sorry, eight out of ten, and. Uh, 
I think I'm going to have to drop down that score now that we've talked about it. Like you said, the acting was a little subpar on some parts and the writing was, it could have been a little tweaked a little better. So I right. do drop mine down to about a 7.10. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to make it seem like we're always agreeing on these movies, but yeah, 7.10 overall. Why do I keep saying 7.10? I don't know why you're saying that. Seven it, it out of 10. I don't know where, <laughs> dude, my mind is gone. I'm like drinking a couple of Coronas a week. <laughs> like I said, I'm celebrating my birthday today. So can I get a Ric Flair? Woo! Woo! Ric Flair. Woo! On the drip. Okay. So I give it a 7 out of 10. Josh gives it a 7 out of 10. Death Wish 2018, starring Bruce Willis. Uh, I would say go see it for sure. Definitely still go see it. Though. Yeah. I'm going to see it again when it comes out for release, like in surround sound in my crib. And yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good, good, fun shoot 'em up bang, bang time. But please, I urge you when you go into this movie, don't, don't listen to all the, the hype and the, the hateful things because, you know, Eli Roth's intentions were not of that, of what they're saying. Right. It was for him to allow you to think and you make up your own decision like good movies are supposed to, decent movies are supposed to. And that's, that's pretty much it. That's all, that's all I got to say. Definitely. Definitely. And you know, what's funny is that I didn't expect to see as much action as I did based right. on that trailer. That trailer was a little toned down. So I think maybe they did that purposely just because of what's going on in the world. But I felt like there was more action in the movie than in the actual trailer. Right. And the initial trailer, it made it seem like it was going to be funnier. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll end it on that note, 7 out of 10. And, uh, yeah, go see Death Wish if you guys get a chance. I'm going to have to say the same thing. All right, man. So this is David with Flix Talk. We are signing out. Till next time. This is Josh from Flix Talk saying keep watching. <laughs> is that going to be your tagline? Yeah, that'll be my stupid tag lagging. <laughs> keep watching. Keep All right, watching. man. I'm going to turn it off. Well, wouldn't it be technically to keep listening? Because I don't know. People are saying, oh, you guys need video.